This is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 709, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows you to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 9 through 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 9 through 15. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for the previous service. Wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, from your holy word in detail. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of the gospel being preached. Thank you for the practical illustrations so that other families can pick up on what the devil is doing in their families through this damnable woke spirit from the devil in hell. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for allowing us to be here one more night. I praise you and I thank you once again for 500 Wednesdays of preaching your holy gospel, preaching your holy word. And preaching on prayer. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would grant me your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, freedom, and liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word once again, to teach your Holy Word, to pray, to preach your Holy Gospel by the energy and power of your Holy Spirit. For as Spurgeon said last night, it's the strangest thing that even as we get older, you renew our strength. I don't understand it. And the more we serve you, not less, the more we serve you, the stronger we get. I don't understand it, Lord. I don't understand it. Because I know I'm fired up and ready to go, and I'm, I'm older now than when I started some 44 years ago. And so, and I feel just as energetic, fired up, and ready to go as I did then, by your grace. And I thank you for that, and I pray that you'll bless the remainder of this service tonight. Save that soul that's near as hell. Inspire and encourage those who are born again in this sin-cursed world and who are willing to do right in your sight. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 14, 9 through 15. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege 
and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at Second Chronicles chapter 14, verses 9 through 15. And there came out against them Zerah, the Ethiopian, with an host of a thousand, thousand, and three hundred chariots, and came unto Maisha. Then Asa went out against him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Zerathah at Maisha. And Asa cried unto the Lord his God, and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee and in thy name. We go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God, let no man prevail against thee. So the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and the people that were with him pursued them unto Gerah, and the, and the Ethiopians were overthrown that they could not recover themselves for they were destroyed before the Lord and before his host, and they carried away very much spoil. And they smote all the cities round about Gerah, for the fear of the Lord came upon them, and they spoiled all of the cities, for there was exceeding much spoil in them. They smote also the tents, of the cattle, and carried away sheep and camels in abundance, and returned to Jerusalem. Shall we pray? What a prayer, and what a battle. Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for blessing us to read this amazing prayer of faith. Help us all to pray like that, for you have said, Lord Jesus Christ, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And Holy Father God, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to uh, read about this battle, for we're all in a battle today. Help us to fight valiantly with faith in you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. I have some. How about you? And uh, to the standing between the living and the dead, family, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast.
This is episode number 615. I feel like singing a song at midnight. Acts 9:11 And the Lord said unto him arise and go into the street which is called straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus for behold he prayeth glory be to God prayers are instantly noticed in heaven, I feel like shouting, but I'll just turn around one time before you all think I have lost my mind. Oh, my, 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 my. This is worth staying up all night. I like it real good. Allow me to say that again to you in your hearing from Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. Prayers are instantly noticed in heaven. I know that's right. Go ahead, Spurgeon. The moment Saul began to pray, the Lord heard him. Here is comfort for the distressed but praying soul. Oftentimes a poor, broken-hearted one bends his knee but can only utter his wailing in the language of sighs and tears. That's what the old saints used to say. They moaned because the devil could not understand what you were saying when you started moaning and groaning. Yet, but God understood. Yet that groan has made all the harps of heaven thrill with music. That tear has been caught by God and treasured in the, What, Spurgeon, come on now. I am not even going to try that. Go ahead, right over here. Plus, plus sign. And type that in. Lacrimatory. What? Spurgeon, what are you talking about? Sometime you just, as old as you are, you just too deep. You be throwing some words on us. Lacrimatory. I, I need the pronunciation and the definition. Just hear that sound there, right there. And you gotta unplug that. Lacrimatory. I had it. Lacrimatory. Let me hear it again. Lacrimatory. Lacrimatory. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Now, what does it mean? Relating to sending, relating to tending a cause, to cause. Or containing tears. What? Lacrimatory. A vial of a kind found in ancient Roman tombs and thought to be a lacrimal vase. Okay. Okay. 
Lacrimatory. Okay, go ahead, Spurgeon. What? Mm-mm. God and treasured in the lacrimatory of heaven. What? Go ahead, Spurgeon. Thou puttest my tears into thy bottle implies that they are caught as they flow. The suppliant whose fears prevent his words will be well understood by the Most High he may only look up with misty eye, but prayer is the falling of a tear. Tears are the diamonds of heaven. Sighs are a part of the music of Jehovah's court. Go ahead, Spurgeon. You saw something. And are numbered with the sublimest strains that reach the majesty on high. Think not that your prayer, however weak or trembling, will be unregarded, Jacob's ladder is lofty. But our prayers shall lean upon the angel of the covenant and so climb its starry rounds. Our God not only hears prayer, but also loves to hear it. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. True, he regards not high looks and lofty words. He cares not for the pomp and pageantry, of kings. He listens not to the swell of martial music. He regards not the triumph and pride of man, but wherever there is a heart big with sorrow, or a lip quivering with agony, or a deep groan, or a penitential sigh, the heart of Jehovah is open. He marks it down in the registry of his memory. He puts our prayers, go ahead, Spurgeon, like rose leaves between the pages of his book of remembrance. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon, go ahead. And when the volume is open at last, there shall be a precious fragrance, fragrance springing up therefrom. Faith asks no signal from the skies to show that prayers accepted rise. Our priest is in his holy place and answers from the throne of grace. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word and this great devotional. And for your servant, he being dead, yet speaketh, and yet we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for all of us due your name. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. I still feel like singing. This is the third day that God, in our family segment, in the family verses, is speaking to the man, commanding the man, as he commanded the woman. God commands the husband as he commanded the wife, and he commands the children, and he commands the parents. You know as God, when he talks to everybody, 
Ephesians 5, 25 through 32. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Husbands, do you love your wives? You know whether or not you love them. You're not practicing love if you are contemplating divorce from her unless she has committed adultery. You're not practicing love just because you don't like her anymore. Dr. Ed Young Jr. said, oh, that's going to happen. It doesn't matter who you think you are. Uh, when you put two sinners together, after a while, all that warm, lovey-dovey talk, all that's going to go away. But what are you going to do? I shall never forget it. I heard this from Dr. Rodney Queen. He, he said, matter-of-factly, we were talking. He said, matter-of-factly. He said, my wife and I, you know, they had like seven children like we do. Uh, he said, my wife and I would have been divorced a long time ago. He said, but that uh, is not up for discussion for us. He said, I would, he said, I would have divorced my wife. Or both of us would have divorced a long time ago. But it's not an option for me and my wife. It's not an option. He told me that a long time ago. Sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. And go back to verse 26. that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Do you love your wife or do you hate her? If you have the right kind of love in your heart, if you have God's kind of love in your heart, and there may be some women who don't want God's love. They want man's love for some reason. Uh, but if you have God's love in your heart, you don't hate anybody. And that will never come out of your mouth that you hate her. Because it is the God kind of love. I cannot explain that love to you. But it is unconditional. And... It does not let her have her way and get away with her evil. If she wants to do that, then she needs to go someplace else. See? And that's love, too. You don't need a wife who's going to rebel against you and provoke you and be stubborn against you and disobedient to you and have a nasty attitude and hate her children and don't care for her children, don't want to do what you told her to do and so forth and so on. You don't need that. That's not a marriage, by the way. 
I'm not talking about staying together for uh, for everything. I mean, because really she's breaking her vows to uh, to God by not submitting to you and obeying you. And I, I believe you have the permission to just say, you know, look here. If you don't want to obey me and do what I tell you to do and take care of my children and have a good, pleasant attitude so we can have a good atmosphere up in here with these, for these children's sake, then you, you might as well go someplace else. And by the way, I don't know how good this is or how wise this is. There are people today, there's a movement afoot of couples who are married, living apart. This is a thing now. And for men, if you have a cantankerous wife, that might be a good thing for you to do. I've talked about this before. However, if you like to have sex on demand and you like to have sex frequently and you love the loving feeling, you know, it's, you know, that, that, and you want, you want it around you all of the time just in case, then that might not work out for you. Verse 28, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Can you say you love yourself, sir? I love myself. I've never thought about doing any harm to myself. And God wants you to love your wife the same way. When you get something, do you, do you ever think about your wife uh, getting something too? You want her to have it as well? If she's cantankerous and mean and rebellious and disobedient to you, you might want to hold off. But under normal circumstances, do you want her to have some? And you still want her to have it. Even if she is that way, uh, rebellious and disobedient, but it may not be good for you to give it to her. Now, that's what I believe. My sweet evangelicals, my sweet Protestant Baptist charismatic, they don't believe that. They told you just let her have everything. Let her have her way. Let her do whatever she wants. You still give by her this and that and do this and that. No matter how cantankerous, no matter how much of a witch she is, no matter how rebellious, that is not going to get it, my friend. That is not going to get it. She's never going to turn out to be what you need for her to be if you just let her do that and let her have her way. Never. You have authority over her, whether she knows it or not, whether she acts like it or not. Whether you feel like it or not, you have authority over her. And you don't honor a woman who is rebellious against you and stubborn against you and mean as the devil against you and curses you and everything else. No, you rebuke her. And you let her know the, the fellowship is broken. All the stuff you're going to ask me for today, you better be careful how you carry yourself now. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. 
I believe it ought to be automatic for every husband and every father. When they go to a store, they're thinking about their wife and children first. What can I buy them? What can I get them to, you know, put a smile on their face or whatever? That's automatic to me. However, if they are cantankerous and rebellious and disobedient and mean and hateful, you might want to pass on buying that right now. Because in God's economy, I don't care. If, I don't care what the sweet evangelicals say. See, see, here's what the sweet evangelicals told you. Here's what the pastors and preachers taught, and they came up with in their little devilish ivory towers. They said, "See, if you buy her these flowers, then she'll do right and be nice and have sex with you. If you take her out on this dinner." And she'll be nice, and she'll have sex with you, and she'll be sweet, and so forth. It all depends upon how you treat her and, and, and what you do for her to make her do right. That's a lot of hell. You don't, you're doing the same thing women have been doing to you for years, manipulating you. You're, man, you're man, manipulating her for sex. You're manipulating her to get her to act like... Uh, halfway decent, and you know what many women do with that? They don't. They don't respond to that. They know you just buttering them up, cause you want some. And some there are some women who love for men to lie to them. There's a song about it. But if you want that marriage to last, you let her know when you're displeased. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be hateful. But you let her know when you are displeased with her behavior. You're displeased because she keeps the house nasty. Do you know there are some women who keep the house clean? They don't have to get it clean. They keep it clean. That's the kind of wife you want to have. They keep the house clean. They don't have to do a major spring clean. They keep it clean. See? And that's important. Always some nasty dishes in the sink. Always a stinking bathroom and children not bathed. And, and they don't want to bathe them. Bathe them. Food not cooked properly. People getting sick. No, no. You, you can't reward her with flowers, son. Sir. You cannot reward her with no, no date, man. That's not going to get it. She's, gonna go, she's just going to get worse and worse like all other human beings. That's not God's economy. That's not the way God does things. Does he do you that way? Does Jesus do you that way? Does he bless you with special blessings that you desire and want when you are disobedient to him and you're living in sin? I don't think so. You don't have, I don't even have to hear your lie. That's not happening. God does not do that. You know why? One of the reasons why I'm still with my wife, and I have not gone anywhere to get give me another, you know, little young chickadee, like so many of you people have done. Not to say I'm not tempted. I'm not saying that. I like the favor that God has blessed me with. I like the blessings of God on my life. And I know that he's going to deal with me if I go contrary to his word. 
I fear him. I respect him. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Dr. Ed Young, Jr., and his wife were talking about the death of their daughter. I recommend you listen to that. And uh, they taught for years, and they still do, that your job as parents is to raise your children up to leave and then to cleave to their spouse and to glorify God. Very simple, but very true. I believe in that. Too many parents raise their children to stay around with them. And that's not healthy. That's not what it's supposed to be like. Do you remember when you were young? Huh? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Uh, I had a family out there in the street. It was not my real family. In other words, I had a girlfriend or two or three. A fine, fat woman will make you rent an apartment and you don't have any money. You can hardly pay for it to get out of the house so you can do what you want to do up in that apartment. Raise your children up to leave. Raise them to cleave. And then raise them to glorify God. Let's pray at this time for all families. Families that know God and families that don't. And others. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for the families that don't know you. That you will lead them and not give them rest until they come to know you. Lead them and guide them to your instructions from your holy word as to how to do family. I pray, Lord, for the revival of those who, d who do know you and that they will simply get back to reading your holy word, praying together and having devotions and obeying your holy word. I pray also, Lord, that you will have mercy and grace upon all of us who are in the church. Forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of disobeying your great commandment and disobeying your great commission. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. And now, Holy Father God, help us to repent of these sins and to do right by your grace. And Lord God in heaven, I pray now, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and uh, the um, new plagues that have come along in addition to that. Uh, comfort them as only you can and draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray for a few, not only the millions, but a few by name. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Minnesota resident William Koch. We pray for the family and friends of Michigan resident Phil Kusky. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Brandon James Marshall. 
And Holy Father God, we also pray uh, for all of the prayer requests that have come in. We pray for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. Help them, Lord, to grow in your grace. Protect them and all of us from the coronavirus plague and other plagues. And now, Lord, we pray for Pastor Bushibi. We thank you, Lord, with him for souls saved and people healed at the Starlight Secondary School. We thank you, Lord, for Brother Jackson Yatoli and his family, giving them a land parcel and title deed. Please bless uh, Sidney Church with a place of worship. Deliver Sister Agneta from demonic torment and save and comfort her family. Please bless them to start a church near Starlight Secondary School. Please provide for the women and youth conferences and bless the Bible school classes to resume next year. Bring the right person to lead Kabachini Church, G Church. Provide them with Bibles for new souls that have gotten saved, basics for orphans and widows, food and water, and ministry resources. Deliver Africa from drought and famine. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, for Ray Williams, that he would be the evangelist that India needs. We pray for the salvation of the perishing souls in India. We pray, Lord, for Ravi. Please bless him with the donations he needs to make his Christmas event a success and give him the clothes and food and water, shoes and socks and blankets to the poor children in Pakistan. We pray, Lord, for Brother Jensen. Please bless him with uh, your Holy Spirit's mighty anointings, with all spiritual, physical, soul blessings, divine intervention and protection, wisdom, connections, and wealth blessings. Bless him with anointings and gifts of the Holy Spirit, power, authority, fruits of the Holy Spirit. Help him to do your ministry mightily in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's name, brother, deliver him from all curses and satanic evil works, protect him from the coronavirus plague, and bless him with prosperity in his own house in a blessed atmosphere. And Holy Father God, we pray also, uh, Lord, for those who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry, and for those who have rededicated their life to you through the preaching of your word through this ministry. We pray for Sarah, Colvin, Andrew, Bundy, Apaya. And Lord, we pray for people who have recommitted their lives to you as well. Coral, Nelia, Jarek, Tiffany, and uh, O.L. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Dear friend, if you missed the preaching of the gospel earlier, Jesus Christ said the most important words ever said in the history of the world, for he is the most important man in the history of the world. 
He is the God-man, Jesus Christ. 100% God, 100% man. Never sinned in word, thought, or deed in his life, yet he suffered. He bled and he died on the cross for your sins and for mine. He died for the sins of the world. John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, uh, no doubt, no doubt, one of the most powerful sentences in the history of uh, the world. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ is the sacrificial, pure, holy, uh, Passover Lamb of God who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and mine. He died for the sins of the world. And all you have to do is believe in him, for he said the most important words in the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Believe that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. He sits at the right hand of God now, and he's praying for you, and he wants you to get saved. And, uh, dear friend, believe in him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Depend upon him to save your soul. Call upon his name, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer if you want to get saved. And believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. I understand that I deserve to go to hell for my sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to change and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer and if you meant it from your heart and you believed in your heart in the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, Jesus Christ, then 
you are now saved according to the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Now, to help you grow in the faith, please go to my uh, one of my websites, gospellightsociety.com. Look for the book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. Tap on that book, download it on your device, free of charge, and start reading that book. It will give you the next steps based upon the Bible as to what you ought to do to become the strong Christian that God wants you to be. On that same site, gospellightsociety.com, go to the bottom of the site and start tapping on the podcasts. There it will lead you to thousands of other podcasts. Or just go to Gospel Light Podcasts or Daniel White the Third Podcast, and you will find thousands of podcasts on nearly 50 different subjects uh, on theology and the Bible that will help you to grow, grow, and grow. Email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you. If you have a special prayer request, let us know that as well. If you don't see an email on your platform, email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure that you pray without ceasing. Make sure you study the Word of God to show yourself approved. And uh, read the Word of God all the way through. Uh, Join us in reading the Chronological Bible. And uh, three to six chapters a day is how it is set up. And uh, help us, I mean, uh, help yourself by strengthening yourself through the Word of God. Until next Thanksgiving. And uh, don't let the devil hinder you. Don't let the devil stop you. Uh, If you miss a day, double up on the next day. And keep on reading the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Remember the motto of the Marines, Simplify, Simplify Dallas, Always Faithful. And remember the motto of the Air Force, Space uh, Force, Simple Supra always above. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow night.